What a pleasure to say good morning to Deb Hutton, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers, and she's on the morning brief today to provide her insight into some of the day's big stories. Good morning, Deb. Good morning, John. Are you going to be waking up at 4 a.m. to uh, watch the coronation? Well, here's the thing, John. Unfortunately, at my age and stage in life, I'm waking up at 4 a.m. a lot of times, <laughs> including <anything>. this morning. <laughs> but actually, uh, we took our girls to London last uh, August uh, for vacation. And so there's a whole new renewed interest in all things uh, British in this household. So I'm almost positive our 14-year-old will uh, will get up. She'll probably go back to bed soon after. But I, I think it will be a, a must-do tomorrow morning at this house. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun show. I mean, it's not like you can't sit there with a tablet for the boring parts and you know surf the web, but it is it's history and there's a level of pageantry and ceremony that's kind of cool. Listen, I remember probably at my daughter Miller's age getting up to watch the um, princess die at, and Charles' wedding. Wow. Okay. So that means you're that much younger than me. Let's keep moving. Because uh, <laughs> I remember watching that wedding, but I wasn't that much of a kid at the time. Uh, Rogers apparently launching a cell phone price war. I have to think this is going to be very welcome if it spreads to other companies. And particularly, like in a house like yours, you mentioned your daughter. You've got two daughters. You've got uh, your husband. So that's four cell phones, probably four tablets, plus internet, plus cable, plus, 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 plus. Yeah, and and just so that I'm not being hypocritical here, I do need to say the nine-year-old does not have a cell phone and won't for some years, because that is just the rule in our house. But yes, you're right on the tablets and some of the other things. Listen, I wasn't a fan of this merger in the first place, or takeover, whichever way you want to look at it, because I believed it was going to lead to less competition. And if there's one area where we need more competition, not less in this country, it is in this this, um, uh, area. I... I'm really happy to be wrong about that, and I hope that this continues. I'm not convinced it's not a bit of a PR exercise short-term to bring down prices and make people feel more comfortable, and then they'll just continue to rise, but I hope to be proven wrong. The one thing I did want to say, though, John, is you were talking earlier about the fact that you're one of those people that still have a landline. Uh-huh. I have tried on numerous occasions to get rid of our landline. And every time I call, they tell me how great the deal is they're going to give me if I just keep the landline to the point where I can keep the landline and my bill goes down by five or six dollars a month. I finally got sick and tired of it because I, you know, it's, you have 22 voicemails when I would ever pick up the phone to use it, which was rare. So I finally got rid of it. And I'm telling you the barrage of phone calls I got from Bell trying to convince me to keep my landline was unbelievable. So if any of our listeners know whether there's a premium that these companies get to have landlines, whether there's some CRTC thing happening with landlines, I'd love to hear about it because there is a weird, weird phenomena that makes our our telecommunications companies want you to have your landline. You know what? I have to think it's just because, I mean, how amazing is it to be a company where you are, you know, you have a guaranteed revenue stream. So I, I, it's funny that you talk about it like this. I've never thought of trying to cancel my line and get a better deal because I think I'm spending like $79 a month on a landline that I don't use. Well, I'm telling you, every time, I bet I tried six times over the years thinking, you know, we don't really use it. But listen, at my heart, I'm cheap. And so you take my bill down by five bucks. I say, okay, what the heck? I'll keep it. But I just finally said, I want the phone off the counter. I don't want the, I don't want anything to do with it. And, uh, 
they have just tried desperately to keep my business. Okay, I'm very curious about your thoughts on this file. Um, we're going to be speaking a little later on with Dr. Samir Sinha um, on our show about the idea of creating a brand new, uh, you know, social affairs program or whatever you would call it. I guess um, you would pay into an account, and that would be your insurance for when you need long-term care at the end of your life. And I categorize this as another one of those. It would be nice if. Uh, you know, it's a sweet idea, but are we really going to create another program where you're going to have something coming off of your paycheck in order to pay for something that you should be saving for yourself? Yeah, you said you don't know what you call it. I know what I call it, John. It's a tax hike. That's exactly what it is. And we just, you know, if you want to look at old age security or Canada pension, if, if you want to to reevaluate those programs and, and up the amount in that in an existing program so seniors have some more uh, disposable income and more choice, I'm okay with that. But I have a real problem with this because not everyone goes into long-term care, first and foremost. Secondly, our goal as a, as a country, I believe, with aging seniors and the demographics we have, should be to keep people in their homes. And again, that goes back to choice. I was super fortunate because my parents saved like crazy. Uh, they make me look like a massive spender given how cheap they were and, and they worked hard. And so I was able to keep my dad in his home and it wasn't inexpensive by any stretch, but it was the better choice for us. So the notion of another national equitable program for me is just not on. And in particular, at this time of affordability for so many people. There is a school board in Ottawa where they have said if a police officer has business at a school or is even coming, you know, maybe to talk to a classroom full of kids, they can't wear their uniform. As a matter of fact, they can't even drive a police car. That seems a little extreme. You think? Like, honest <laughs> to God, John, I am so sick of school boards sticking their fingers into things that really should not be within their purview. It's career day, for God's sake. And a parent in your school is a police officer. They're offering, in this case, it's a, a female officer. She's offering her time to come in and talk to kids. And part of, I think, the positive thing about police officers and wearing their uniform is that it does exactly what you want it to do. It makes people understand and feel good, kids in this case, about police officers. Like, we do not, no matter what the activists say, we do not live in a country where our police forces are oppressive. You cannot say that. There's people that love to make that case, but it is not true. And this is absolutely wrong. And, and I know the premier has spoken out about yep. this. The board should overturn this decision. It is absolutely ridiculous. And it gives me a chance, John, to go back to my hobby horse, which is let's get rid of school boards. Yeah, okay. No, I'm totally with you on that. It's kind of like Christy Blatchford used to say about the Senate. Just burn it down. I don't even care if there's anybody in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the CRTC is being asked to ban Fox News from Canadian television. I can do without that kind of interventionalism. God, I'm just negative this morning because yeah. here I go on this one too. <laughs> um, listen, I if you if you disagree, and I do, as conservative as I am, I can't stand Fox News. I equally can't stand CNN, and I don't listen to either. My young, my oldest daughter has actually taken up to listening to uh, BBC TV, yeah. uh, which I think is far better. Uh, but like, so there are so many things you can do. Sue Tucker Carlson. He's now gone. May not matter, but sue him. Sue uh, Fox. Or by the way, just don't turn on your your station 
if it's coming through your TV. You don't have to watch it. The notion that the CRTC would ban a station of this nature. I get there are some stations that are, you know, it's not like it's Russian propaganda TV or something. I get that. You want to ban that? Maybe. But I just don't like the notion that our CRTC, an unelected body, would say, no, we're not comfortable with Fox News, even though it's played all through God knows how many countries. That's just wrong. Yeah. And in the era of the Internet, I mean, it's kind of, uh, you know, horse out of the barn. I mean, who really freaking cares? You can watch these. You can consume pretty well anything in the world. It doesn't matter whether or not the CRTC puts it on the grid. Yeah. But for me, it's much more of a it's just wrong. Yeah. to be able to do that as as a as a agency of government. Thanks a lot Deb, a wonderful Friday. A negative one, John. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. You're always positive <laughs> even in your negativity. <laughs> Have a great day. It's a sweet sweet Friday. Deb Hutton on the morning brief.